Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. Freaking people, I am so excited for this podcast episode. And this one was actually recorded a little bit back, and it was on my friend Danielle Rosner's podcast. So I will link that below. It is feeling well with Danielle. So I will link her podcast episode below. So you can go check out her podcast. We have so many similarities. She is just like one of my favorite humans ever. And she actually interviewed me for her podcast. So I was like, I want to share this with you guys in case you haven't heard it, you haven't heard my story. I really dive deep into like my story, how I got into what I do as an online coach, how I'm evolving and growing. We talk about confidence. We talk about personal growth. We talk about following your passions. We talk about facing your fears. We talk about like all of the things, all of the things in all one big conversation. And it is a lot. It was just so much value in this conversation between the both of us. And we dropped just so much like, value from our own personal experiences and so my biggest thing is I hope that you really hear just the real talk and the stories that we've both gone through and the ups and the downs and all of that stuff I always want to keep it real with you guys and I love sharing like pretty much everything you know all of the ups and all of the downs and all of the lessons that I've learned throughout my journey and continue to learn and I really, really hope that you get a lot of value out of this podcast episode. So if you do, it always means the world to me. If you love this podcast episode after you listen to it, if you can take a quick screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories or leave a thoughtful review, that's how more people will find this podcast so we can get the message out and raise the vibe of the world. That's my mission. That's my goal is I really want to help just raise consciousness and help elevate people's lives through this message of just personal growth and mindset and manifestation and law of attraction and just becoming your highest version of yourself. Because think about it, if we all become the highest version of ourselves, like think about how beautiful our world can be. Right. So that's the mission of this podcast. That's why I do it. I don't make any money off of this podcast, you guys. It's something that's just a pure passion, pure love that I want to just bring light and joy and positivity and thought provoking conversations to your lives. So I love you so much. I'm so grateful for all of you that listen. And like I said, if this podcast has provided any type of value, any type of help to your life. If you can take a quick screenshot, share it on your stories or leave a thoughtful review, it would mean the world to me. All right, let's get to the show. What's going on guys? I am so freaking excited for today's episode. I know you guys are going to absolutely love it. We have Tori Nishino here. Tori is a retired corporate girl turned successful online health and fitness entrepreneur and shuffle dancer. Can you guys see why I'm excited? We literally are the same, the same person. We're like the same. <laughs> yeah. She has a true passion for the beach, for volleyball, plant-based living, and the outdoors. She loves to share her real and raw life with her followers and empowering her community through uplifting and positive content related to dance, health, fitness, and mindset. Welcome, Tori. So pumped to have you. Hi, I'm so excited to be on this show. I'm so excited that we were finally able to make it happen. Yeah, I'm, and I'm so happy to connect. Me too. Me too. You guys. So I've been following Tori before I even knew what she was doing. My sister was following you for shuffling and I just naturally gravitated towards you. And I talk a lot about this on my podcast. Like Instagram can definitely be triggering sometimes, but when you use it as a means to follow the correct people that serve you, that inspire you, that are authentic, it is such a beautiful place that can help so many people. And Tori, you really inspire me daily and you are so real and raw and uplifting. And it's just like a, it's a light to be able to, to that you shine bright that you're able to uh, provide to all of us. So thank you. 
honestly like attracts like everything that you see in me is in you like I we have so many similar qualities and like characteristics and I just totally vibe with you and I'm so excited that we're like able to even if you guys don't know like we work in the same business we're not even on the same team but we do so much collaboration together and we work like together which is what I love you know like the fact that like you can find community over competition because I know like especially as I'm starting to branch off into other businesses there's a lot of competition out there and a lot of scarcity mindset, you know, and something that we both really embody. And I know that we work through is having that abundance mentality and working together because when we can work together, when we can team up, when we can collaborate and share, like we, we shine brighter, we help each other shine brighter. And not only that, we can make a bigger impact, you know? So Instagram definitely, it can be very triggering. It also, I'm going through like this dopamine detox program um, that I can like share with you and stuff like that. But one of the things that they talk about how is, oh, like Instagram is an instant dopamine hit, like doing that feed. And it's like unnatural in the real world. And so it can be addicting. Scrolling through the feed can be addicting. Comparing yourself can be addicting and it can be toxic and you can have this toxic relationship with it. But I also think it can be such a powerful tool to connect. Like I would have never known you if it wasn't for Instagram, right? And some of my closest friends are from Instagram. And so I think that finding that balance and, and having the self-awareness of when you might need a break, but also using it as a tool to connect. Like if you guys don't feel like you have the community, you don't have that support, like go find it. We are, it's or 2021. Created or created. Like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like take the initiative, you know, go, go find people that are like you that are, or at least maybe on the next level that you want to get to. Um, I think that's like such a beautiful thing is that there is, there's billions of people on this world that you can find your tribe, you can find your people, but sometimes you might have to get out of your comfort zone to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I echo everything you just said, but I was one of those girls that like, I, I would hear people say, find your community, find your people, your vibe attracts your tribe. I'm like, where the fuck are they? I don't know where to find these people. I don't have friends or I don't have people that are like looking to level up like I am. I was stuck in a vicious cycle of, you know, people that were unhappy, insecure, talking shit, gossiping, not going for what they wanted. They chose to settle. So I stayed there, right? I'm guilty as charged. I definitely played a part in that. And when I finally realized that I wanted more for my life, I started to A, seek out the people that I saw that were doing the same thing or B, I created it, right? Yes. I created that community. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but that's what we do as online health and fitness entrepreneurs. We build businesses and we create community because we are determined to find other women that are looking to level up their life as well. So Tori, yes. tell us a little bit about you and your background and how you got to where you're at today. Okay, what a what a ride. So I will, I mean, I had like the typical, I mean, childhood where not childhood. I mean, it was kind of a broken family, but you know, I feel like what family isn't broken nowadays, you know, like single mom, divorce, whatever. Um, but I was always told my entire life, like, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to college, you're going to get a good, well-paying job with great benefits, a pension, a 401k, great healthcare. And that's, and you're going to climb the corporate ladder. And like that to me was planted in me, like when I was in high school um, and, and below, like even I remember funny story. I'll never forget this because it's such a traumatizing story. And it, it happened when I was like in first grade. And I remember being with my family. It was like my two older brothers. And then my mom and they were asking me what I wanted to be when I was, when I grew up and I was in first grade, you know, so like anything. So I was in first grade and I didn't know about like the animal cruelty and stuff like that at SeaWorld, but I wanted to work with animals. And I was like, I want to be a dolphin trainer. Like, that's what, that's what I said. I was like, I want to be a dolphin trainer. And I remember when all of them laughed at me and then they all looked at me like, you're crazy. And they were like, what about a doctor or a lawyer or like, you know, like or in finance or business person? Like they started planting like the typical things that it takes that is success in our, in our world, like in the box stuff, like doctor, lawyer and stuff like that. And I was like, you're, you're in first grade. Like no one in first grade is like, I want to be a doctor and a lawyer. I mean, maybe, but like, that definitely wasn't me. And I'll never forget that, that experience because it literally made me not dream. So it, it for the rest of my life, I, I wasn't taught how to dream big, how to go after passions or follow your path. It was just this is what you do to be successful. This is what everyone does. Success looks like you're going to be um, a lawyer, a doctor. You're going to work in finance, which is the path that I ended up doing. So I go to college, long story short, graduate, get good grades. In college, though, I developed an addiction to Adderall. 
feel like everyone was taking Adderall in college. Like it, it was very normal, but I started to become addicted to it. Like very dependent. I couldn't even get out of bed without taking Adderall. I remember I would just have it in my purse all the time, just in case I needed it. And I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know how to get out of it. And I also had an eating disorder in college. Like it was a mess. And the thing is, is that in college, no one knew that I had any of these problems. Like I was so good at sheltering it. I, I was so good at hiding it because I had so much shame and guilt around it that literally if you ask anyone in college, they would have ha had no idea that I struggled with any of this. And I remember I was going like in and out of therapy, trying to get off the Adderall. Nothing was working. Therapists weren't working. None of this stuff ended up long story short, graduating college, getting a really good like secure, you know, comfy, cushy corporate job, working in finance, doing really well. I was getting promotions. My team was great. My bosses were great. Like everyone there was really nice, you know, like it wasn't like a talk toxic environment, but it wasn't for me. And I just remember I had two weeks of vacation, 10 day va paid vacation a year. That was it. And like, if you wanted more vacation, you had to, you just had to put in your time. Like, so as you put in five years, 10 years, you got extra vacation. But I remember looking up the corporate ladder um, and looking at the path that I was supposed to climb and how tired and exhausted my bosses were and how often they were in the office the entire like day, all the day, they had circles under their eyes. They looked exhausted. They had families that they never saw. They barely went on vacation and they just, we're living off of like diet coke and soda and coffee um and eating like crap and they just they looked sick they looked tired they looked unhappy and they looked overworked and i was just like and i remember not feeling totally fulfilled in my job but i i just i didn't know any other path to me i was like i literally just went to school i graduated in finance minored in accounting like i just spent the last four years of my life getting this degree only to be here where I thought I've made it. And I felt like, wow, like this is it. This is what I have to look forward to for the next 30, 40 years of my life. And I was just like, damn. I remember feeling like I just like got totally tricked into society. I was like, this is not what I want to do. And like I said, I felt stuck. I didn't know where to go, what to do. I didn't have anyone in my family that really were entrepreneurs or self-made or working online or doing anything like that. So I had, I had no peers, I had no resources and working in finance, we did a lot of startup evaluations and for like, like genuine, like they need to raise like $200,000 to start their business, you know? So to me, that's what you had to do to start a business. Like you needed to get investors, you needed to take out loans and get into debt and you needed hundreds of thousands of dollars to start any type of business. And I was like, I don't even know where to start, how to do this, how to get funding. I don't even know what I want to create, but I just knew I wasn't happy where I was. And so then I started going on this soul searching journey, if you will. And I realized, okay, I know I don't want to work in finance. I don't want to work in another corporation. I was looking at other jobs that kind of talked about health and wellness and all of this stuff. And then I remember going for interviews there and it was all the same shit. Like it was all marketing. It was all marketing. Like at the end of the day, it really was just the bottom line, all that they cared about. And I was like, okay, I don't want to work for someone else. I know I want to work for myself and I want to create the culture and the environment where we're truly giving back and we're truly helping people. But like I said, I didn't know where to start. But I realized the first person that I had to help was me. And it started with me. And I was like, well, if I want to make a difference in other people's lives, I need to help myself and I need to get off this fucking Adderall because it was just consuming my life. Like I said, I was prescribed 60 milligrams of Adderall a day. I was taking that easily. And I, so I started going to therapy, trying to find therapists like that also did a little bit of life coaching to help me find my path. Um, and honestly, I mean, I'm not shooting therapy in the foot I think if you find the right therapist it can be amazing but it nothing helped like it, it literally like nothing was helping me um and also because the therapist didn't understand Adderall and my addiction to it they weren't really able to like coach me through it they're like well why don't you like wean yourself off of it like they didn't understand it you know so on my podcast I've had lots of people come on that have gone through Adderall give amazing resources with Adderall addiction and getting off of it definitely recommend that but I wasn't finding any help. And I just remember stumbling across this blog. Um, it was like 
at getting off Adderall or something like that, just some random blog that like you can tell hasn't probably even been touched for years. And I remember reading this person, I don't even know if it was a guy or a girl, honestly, that wrote this blog. And they were talking about Adderall and they're talking about getting off of Adderall. And they're talking about how Adderall is basically a crutch to give you this artificial energy and passion and drive to do things that you aren't truly passionate about. And that was, I mean, not, I'm not saying that ADHD or ADD is not a real thing. Um, but what I'm saying in my case specifically, 100% I was using Adderall to keep me focused and get me excited about work that I didn't give a shit about. And that hit me really, really hard. <laughs> like, and I was just like, wow, I'm taking this thing to get me all excited to do work that I couldn't give two shits about. I was not passionate about it. And I was like, I need to find work where I actually feel just this insane passion and drive to do it. And I don't need a drug to get me excited. And so I remember it was that night, it was August 12th, like 2016. I'll never forget that. That was the day that just my life changed. I remember coming home and I told Garrett, I was like, I'm throwing away all my Adderall. I'm not getting a new prescription. I'm done. And I literally went cold turkey. That, that was the hardest week of my life. Um, a lot of like shit hit the fan. I missed deadlines. Things happen. I've never missed a deadline in my entire life. Like I was always a high achiever. So like having to say, I'm not going to make this deadline was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. But I threw it all away. And the one thing that saved me, I remember I was watching a Tony Robbins video and he was talking about the alkaline diet and natural energy, like energy for life, I think was what the video was called. And he was talking about like eating real whole foods, plant-based, drinking lots of water, water with lemon, all of this stuff to give you natural energy. And I was like, that's what I need. You know, that's what I need. So I went crazy with my diet. I ate all, like whole foods, plant-based, like the most purest form. I was eating tons of greens, tons of vegetables, drinking tons of water. I was moving my body every single day because I didn't have the time to take work off. Like I couldn't take work off. I still had to show up. I still had to go to work, but I needed energy that I wasn't getting from an amphetamine anymore, you know? And so I was, I started to become passionate about health and fitness because it was helping me get off of the Adderall. And I was like, wow, this is actually changing my life. This is actually giving me natural energy. This is the longest I've ever gone without taking Adderall in six years. And it's because of my diet. It's because of my lifestyle. It's because of these things that I'm changing. And two weeks later, I had the most clarity and I knew I wanted to be in health and wellness, but then I was like, do I go back to nutrition school? Do I go get a personal training certification? Like I didn't know where to go. And two weeks after throwing away all of those pills, when that started, I found my coach online, um, on Instagram. I literally was just scrolling one random Sunday night and she made a post talking about growing her team, uh, the health and fitness entrepreneurs that are looking to make an income while making an impact earning free trips, building a side business from home, like full mentorship, training, social media, everything's provided for you. You don't need any certifications. You don't need to go back to school or anything like that. You just have to be driven, passionate about helping others and willing to work. And I was like, that is fucking me. And so like, I was like, I, cause I was searching for something and this came across my feet and I was like, this is literally the universe, like slapping me across the face being like, Tori, like, here you go. And I remember I, of course I had all of that, like, okay, is this a legit thing? Is this one of those scams? Like, is this real? But I connected with her. I looked into the opportunity. I looked into the company. I was like, if not this, then what, you know? And like, and what do I have to lose? The worst case scenario is I'm literally in this job still. That's my worst case scenario is I'm, I'm in my worst case scenario right now. So I have nothing to lose. So I jumped right in, built it on the side for two full years on the side of a corporate job able to quit my corporate job until I got to that point. Um, and now I've been doing it full time for the last a year and a half. And it's been one of the most rewarding, fulfilling things. And it's, it's branched out into so many other opportunities for me because of that. Like I've been able to start my own podcast. I've been able to grow other social media platforms to go, get into shuffle dancing because I just took this one risk four years ago my life has completely changed and so many other opportunities that have opened up and got me to where I am today. First of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that and being so forthcoming about that. I've never, I'm having chills as you're telling this thing because I've, I feel like I'm looking back at myself. I've never felt that so much in my life because your story is identical to my story. Maybe there's a few yeah. different little spot on. Uh, struggled with yeah. Adderall addiction, disordered eating in college, and went into exactly go find a corporate job, corporate career, mm -hmm. make six figures, do the whole nine. I 
thought I was stupid at one point because I was recruiting for roles and I didn't understand what the job description meant. And I would come home saying to Brandon, like, I don't, I'm not, I can't keep taking more Adderall, but I am not understanding what this job is. And it was really just my subconscious saying, we're done here. This yeah. is not for you. This is not serving you. And I found plant-based living and I went into like all these supplements and superfoods of like chlorella to help detox my and spirulina and switching mm -hmm. over to matcha and then going an all in raw vegan diet, like literally. And when my coach posted that picture on Instagram and she said, calling all health coaches that want to make an impact, I was like, holy fuck, this is, this is it. This is mm -hmm. it. So I literally echo everything that you just said. And it's been so cool since we've connected to see what you're about. And like you talk, not only talk the talk, but you walk the walk. And I love that so much about you. And I totally also echo that you guys, when you open that door a little bit to take a risk, it creates a ripple effect of all these new things that make you curious to try and give you that confidence to be like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try. Right. And it's all, it really all comes down to, you got to look at fear. I was just talking about this today on my Instagram. You got to look at fear from a lens of curiosity. If you let it stop you, you're never going to do anything in your life that's going to give you fulfillment. But if you look at it like, okay, this fear is here, but let me be curious to kind of explore something and try. You're going to see so many different opportunities flow your way that are going to be like of interest to you. And I, again, just spoke about this like newfound sense of, of independence and like self-identity that I never had, right? Because mm -hmm. I followed what society told me to do. I listened to, right. I never dreamed big. I, I only thought marry young, go get a corporate job, you know, be a young mom and, and think for myself. I never thought for myself, I never dreamt for myself. So the fact that we're doing that now and I have this new sense of things that bring me fulfillment and I don't rely on other people or I don't listen, I'm not just going through the programming. I'm conscious of the decisions that I want to make and to see that you've done that too is just so, so beautiful. So thank you for that. And I hope that the listeners tuning in today that if this resonates with you, like you're not alone, you are not alone. Adderall is a, I mean, yeah, not alone. We can have another, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like a whole nother podcast episode. And I'm more than happy to like link all of the resources about Adderall. Like if you have anyone in your audience that struggle with it, because that is one hell of a beast in and of itself. Um, but I definitely want to talk about the fear because when I jumped into the coaching and business, like I was not ready. I was not ready. I had no background. I had like a wave of limiting beliefs come in. Like, who are you to help others? Like you've literally just been on this health and fitness journey for two weeks. Like, who are you to coach others? Who are you to help others? Like, um, I didn't have any social media experience whatsoever. I posted maybe once a month. Um, I never shared any, like, I never in a million years thought I would even be talking about Adderall, about eat my eating disorder. Like I planned on taking that with me to the grave. A hundred percent. Like I literally never in a million years thought I'd be talking about that, but I was not ready. I was not ready to start my own business, but I was done being stuck and being a victim of my life. And so I always say change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change because there there's always going to be a hard path. There's always, there's always going to be a little bit of pain and fear when you're doing something that's outside your comfort zone, your brain goes off and is like, wait, is this dangerous? But in today's world, there's no saber tooth tiger. That's going to come kill you. Right. It's not really dangerous. Like chances are you do something that's scary, like record a video or start a YouTube channel or start your own business. You're not going to die. Right. But we have this primitive brain that keeps us in that fear state and in our comfort zone. And so what I really want to like share with you guys is that your those fears will come up whenever you're doing something that's going to stretch you, that's going to force you to grow, that the outcome is unknown. And let's be honest, the outcome is always unknown. We have this false sense of certainty. I guarantee you guys on January 1st, or even this time last year in 2020, you had all these big goals. You had all these big dreams. You had, you had plans for 2020 and how you thought it was going to play out. And then like the world went into a fucking crisis, right? That you, that was uncertain. That was thrown at you. So many people lost their jobs that you thought you were going to be at your job, you know, every single day. So everything is uncertain. You have this false sense of certainty. But the thing is, is that when you start getting outside your comfort zone and doing things that are going to empower you, you're going to start building your confidence. And that's when you start becoming the type of person that is okay dealing with fear, okay with uncertainty. You're okay trying new things because you know that there's something greater for you on the other side, I right? Literally, I literally just spoke about that today because when I, from my past self, 
when I was solely relying on someone else to give me happiness, whether it be an intimate relationship or my family or friends. I, when I left my last relationship and I left an entire social scene, I had no idea who the fuck I was. I didn't know what made me happy. I had no hobbies or interests. I actually feared trying something new, just trying out a hobby, just going to somewhere by myself to just see if I liked it. But I forced myself because I was like, I have no other option. I don't mm-hmm. even know who the fuck I am. And doing those little things and help me take the risk of leaving my job. Help me then start shuffling. Help me then learn about veganism and aliens and non-toxic. Like, it's crazy that we can, we fear. Yes, we have a we have an, a two million year old brain that is fight or flight. It's looking for saber tooth tigers, and we think that fear is protecting us. But today, it is the. It's you have to understand. You got to work with it. It's going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. We're programmed in it, but you have to understand that we can't fear things that are going to actually give you purpose and meaning in your life because that's all, that's what we all want is just purpose and meaning and to feel like we're actually contributing in the world. Those are like basic human needs. I learned that from Tony Robbins as well. So I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but uh, keep going. No, I, to- I totally agree with everything that you say. And like, you're going to feel the fear. Like there's to this day, like there's still things that I do that scare me. Right. But the thing is, is that I personally believe you feed your fear with time. So the longer that there's something that you want to do and you play into those fears, you, you're feeding your fear. You're making it grow. You're starting to think about worst case scenarios and what about this and what about that? So when you want to do something, just fucking do it. Like Mel Robbins, the five second rule is so great because she talks about that. She talks about like just taking action because you have that five second window before you just talk yourself out of it. And you start talking about like the fears or like the limiting beliefs or what people are going to say or the judgment or what if you fail or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is that once you start taking action, uncomfortable action, one step at a time, that's when your confidence grows. Confidence And we're not talking about confidence where like there's those people that just kind of like naturally have that ability where they believe in themselves because that's not me. I'm talking about confidence where confidence is a skill that you develop through repetitive action over time. So think about it. If we're defining confidence in that sense, there are things in your life that you feel really freaking confident in. Maybe it's cooking a dinner or eating breakfast or getting out of bed and walking. Like you, you never get out of bed and be like, okay, like, I don't know if I can walk today unless, you know, obviously for situations, but if you're a fully abled body, you feel confident walking, you feel confident reading, you feel confident writing because you've done it for so long. But when you do something that maybe you've never done before, you're probably not going to feel very confident in it, right? You're going to be like, okay, like probably going to suck again. It's like learning to walk. Any new skill is like learning to walk. But if you try new things enough, you realize that there's just this path that you take. You start off as a beginner, you practice, you practice, you practice, you fall, you fail, you get back up, you keep on going. And then eventually one day you're like, damn, I'm pretty good at this. Like I got the hang of it. I can take the training wheels off now and go on a bike ride, you know? And so once you do things, once you take that uncomfortable action, enough in different areas of your life, you start to build confidence in yourself as someone who can do something you've never done before. Because you have all of these past experiences where you're like, I did that and I never did that before. And I did that and I did that. And every time you check that off and you put that in your bucket and you, you put something in your confidence bucket and you're like, I've done this. And so it makes you start to develop confidence in you which is ultimately where we want to get at. We want you to get to the point where you're like, I know I can do that because I have all of this past things that I've done, that I failed, that I kept on going. And eventually I succeeded and I got better. Right. And, but that doesn't happen until you take that first step, until you do that first scary thing, until you get outside your comfort zone that first time. And so if you're someone who has constantly let your fears stop you from taking action, you're literally going to just look back 20 years from now and be like, what the fuck was I doing? You know, like, why did I waste my life thinking about the worst case scenario or thinking about what other people are going to think about me or thinking about what happens if I fail? You know, the truth is, is that you are going to fail. Like you're, you're going to fall on your face, but guess what? You get so much stronger when you get back up and, and failure is not like success is not absent of failure. They go hand in hand. Those, those people that you look at, that you admire, that you're like, oh, wow, they're so successful. They've just failed more times than you. Yep. They've just, like- Yeah. I feel like our education system really failed us or like just does a really poor job at looking at failure as a negative thing, right? You got to get good grades. You got to study for this test. You have to be taking the AP classes. You got to get to a good school. Like 
we need to fail and fuck up and not memorize things in order to get us to where we need to go. So I wish that I learned from a younger age that like failure is necessary to build character, integrity, to learn how to commit. Because I know for me, once I failed math, or science, or was told when I took a photography class for an elective that I wasn't good, that I got bad grades in photography, I gave up on that shit. I gave mm -hmm. up because they were like, you're getting a C in something that I thought was supposed to be fun. So like, I don't want to point blame, I guess, the education system, but that really, it messed with my head of like doing the things that made me feel good. And then I was told that I'm not doing a good job or like I was interested in science, but I didn't, I didn't perform well on tests. So then I was looked at as like, not not doing well when I it was something that I was interested in. So I gave up for a really long time. And I just want to say, if you're listening to this, like Tori and I are really no different than any of you that are listening. And like, we have experienced so many of the same fears and fuck ups and failures and have struggled and gone through things. But right, you need to have enough pain for emotional leverage to change. Like, what is your current situation right now? Are you truly happy? When I was sitting in my corporate job, mindlessly scrolling, staring into Instagram, thinking how I cannot go on longer with my job. What am I doing? How can I do this for the next 30 years? Like, are you asking yourself those same questions? Because if so, that this is your wake up call. Like it's time to do something different about it. Right. And maybe it's not starting your own business, but maybe it's getting out there and starting a new hobby. Maybe it is trying something new. And also to echo what you were saying, obviously we want you to get to the point where you have this self-awareness of confidence, but if you're not there yet, anything that you do over and over and over again, creates a habit. And that's what our life is. It's a set of fucking habits, like brushing your teeth. So if you're just starting out on your health and fitness journey, but you commit after 30, 40 days of you doing it, it becomes a habit where your body starts to crave it. Your body starts to want it because it's a part of your routine, right? Imagine going three days without brushing your teeth or three days without sleeping or three days without eating breakfast. No, these are things that are necessary, a part of our lives. So your body starts to to really crave those things. So it's really about creating habits, which and then, of course, we'll build the confidence deposits. Then when you have enough self-awareness to reflect and go, holy fuck, I just did something that I never thought I could do three years ago. You know, this podcast, I had limiting beliefs mm -hmm. for two years about this podcast. Two years I stopped myself until one day I was like, Danielle, enough. Who gives a shit if no one listens? You know you're meant to speak, so fucking get the mic and let's do it, right? Your current situation has to be painful enough or you need to have enough emotional leverage to make that change happen. Yes, I could not agree more. And that was, I mean, our education system, I, I don't like to play the victim and be like, oh, like, you know, like, like it, it failed us. Cause I mean, it, it kind of did, but like it did, it, it makes you have this negative relationship with failure hundred percent. Because if you fail, it just tells you you're not good enough. Right. You're not worthy enough or you're not smart enough, which is totally fucking false. It's not true at all. But the way our system works, if you fail one time, it tells you you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you didn't study, start, you know, study hard enough. But the thing is, is that if you are moving in the right direction towards success or building something that is, you've never done for yourself, you're going to fail. You're absolutely going to fail. And that's how you grow. And that's how you learn. And you learn all of your lessons from those failures. You don't learn a lot of stuff when you succeed. Right. But when you fail, you can look back and be like, okay, like what could I have improved on? What are the lessons here? What are things that I was meant to learn? You know, and then you start to just be okay with those failures and realize that it's a part of the journey. Um, but I totally agree. Like, I think our education system has really planted this deep seed in a lot of us to have this negative relationship with failure yeah, and to feel like, oh, if we fail, it means we're not good enough. Well, I think now at 32 years old, I'm able to reflect and learn from my failures as data points, right? Like, okay, this didn't work. So how can I pivot? How can I do better? How can I, what can I, you know, reevaluate or retweak? But at 13, 14, 15 years old, when I didn't have that self-awareness, when I'm in my photography class and I'm getting a C for something that brought me joy, I just thought, okay, I'm not good at this. I'm failing. So I'm giving up type of thing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, hindsight is, you know, 2020, but that's kind of where I was. I was like, I used it as victim mentality and kind of beaten down and thinking I'm not good enough, which then stemmed into a whole other different, you know, disordered eating, losing myself in relationships type of thing. But yeah, I think the, the whole failure element and just going based off of studying and grades. And I also used to think I was really stupid. I used to not involve myself in certain conversations with people like my husband who's a lawyer and they're all talking lawyer jargon and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what the you guys are talking about and I it made me question like my own 
intelligence or worth or right yeah it's just shit that i didn't care about i'm fucking smart i'm so smart i'm watching doc watching documentaries reading books all the time about the shit that i care about like veganism yeah. and non-toxic and aliens and shuffle, whatever the fuck yeah. you know things that make me light up inside yeah so again if you're sitting here listening to this and if you're feeling the things that i was feeling you're not fucking stupid right? You just need to take that messy, imperfect, uncomfortable action to go figure out the things that light you up inside. Mm -hmm. That held me back for a really long time. I didn't know what that looked like, but you got to try. If you never try, then you'll never know. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think now that you're 32 and you've gone through a, a lot of your own journey, you realize that what, you know, the failure is the data points, but I think there's a lot of people that are still living that 13, 14 year old stage where they're scared to take that risk because they think that they're going to fail. And if they fail, it defines who they are and that it means that they're not worthy or they're not good enough, or they're not smart enough, or they're not meant to do this when it's like, no, failure is just a part of the package. Like you just got to embrace it. And once you don't fear failure as much, like obviously it doesn't feel amazing to fail, right? You're not like, yeah, I fucking fail. Like I feel great, right? Like, but when you look back, like that's how you grow and that's how you learn and that's how you become stronger and develop like that resilience and that confidence in yourself. And you can get back up and you keep on going. Yeah. And I think I, I honestly, guys, I owe a lot of this new version of Danielle, Danielle 3.0, I like to call it, to coaching, you know, leaving my corporate career and to build something of my own and put myself out there and be vulnerable and commit to something like I've never done before. Those things, that habit stacking helped me create new habits to stack, help open the door to new types of curiosities, gave me the confidence to know, and it's not easy to share our Adderall journey or our, right, our eating disorders mm-hmm. or going being in a, for me, like abusive relationships, it's not easy to share that shit, but I know that the impact that it's going to have and the connection that it's going to make to other people out there to give permission for them to feel like it's going to be okay. That if we've gone through things and we've come out on the other side, that they can do it too. And coaching, this coaching opportunity really gave me it helped me, you know, build coaching that did everything for me. Like I a hundred percent, I wouldn't even be the shuffler that I am today if it wasn't for coaching. Like if I would have started shuffling before I started coaching, I probably would have let, I would have gotten to comparisonitis way too soon and been like, oh, I'm not good enough to do this. Um, and what coaching really taught me to do is one, you're surrounded by people that are all constantly getting out of their comfort zone, facing their fears. You have mentors and you have guidance that are, that are telling you, hey, like I failed too, it's okay to fail. And then you start to realize, okay, like you start to just change your mindset around success and what it takes to be successful and being around that type of community and mentorship and having your own coach and your own mentor, like changes everything because then you realize like oh man like i've been playing into these old limiting beliefs these old thought patterns for like way too long and it just starts to challenge your belief system and not only that but like you get people that are there to help you they want you to succeed they want you to do your best right and they're there for you but they're also like pushing you right like i remember my mentor the first time that i ever got signed up i was so shy like the thought of doing a social media post my coach was like you need to post two to three times a day i was like what i post like once a month you know and she was like you need to start posting two to three times a day you need to start doing a video and talking about your story And I never did, I've never recorded a video like ever in my life. Like that to me, I was like, whoa. And I remember she just kept on pushing me and she's kept on giving me little challenges saying, this is what you need to do. And I was so hungry to leave my corporate job. I was so unhappy that I was like, fuck it. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Like, if this is what you're telling me I need to do to be successful, then I'll do it. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I don't care how much I suck. But I remember the first time she pushed me, she was like, I need you to do this video and I want it by this Friday. It's like, all right. And I was doing my own story video. And I remember crying, just like hitting record and then sucking and stuttering over my words and nothing was perfect. And I felt so uncomfortable and so unnatural in front of the camera. And I remember crying to my boyfriend, telling him how much I hated doing video and how much it sucked. And I wish I didn't have to do this and all this stuff. And he just was like, you'll get better. Trust me. He was like, just keep on doing it. You'll get better. And what I committed to doing, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record a video of myself every single week. 
every week, I'm going to record a video of myself until it gets to the point where I can hit record and I'm not like shitting my pants. You know, like I'm just going to do it until I feel so natural. Now I can get on video and it's like nonchalant. Like I don't have any fear. Even if there's like a hundred people on the call, I might get like a little bit of butterflies or excitement, but I'm not like terrified to the point where like, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Right. And that's just like one little example of like being in a community where you have someone there that knows what you're going through, right? Like me and Danielle, like we know what it's like to start from the very beginning to have maybe like zero confidence in yourself and like have all of these fears and have all these limited beliefs. But when you have someone there that's pushing you with your best interest at heart and that's guiding you along the way, like it, it helps you grow exponentially. So one of my biggest pieces of advice is if you're looking to make a change, whether it's in your health, your fitness, your mindset, your finances, your career, like find someone who's doing what you're, you want, or who has been there and done that, get mentorship, invest in yourself, get the coaching, do whatever you need to do to get the help, because that will just like help you exponentially grow that much faster. Yeah. And I think going back to what you said before, like you were so desperate to make a change, you guys, you need what I've experienced in my coaching is there are people that are inspired by, by me, but they, the ones that are so desperate to make a change. Okay. So you got to think about where you're feeling right now, the suffering that you've had, that you have right now, how unhappy you are, what opportunities have you missed because you're living the life that you're living right now? Who have you hurt along the way? Who have you lost along the way? Imagine carrying the weight of this stress and hurt and pain and anxiety of how unhappy you are for five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if you never fucking went for it, 20 years from now, I'd be 50, 52. Okay. If I didn't go for anything, what a fucking sad life. I'd probably end up divorced. I'd be, I'd probably be de depressed on meds. Like I couldn't imagine carrying the weight of how unhappy and a shell of myself that I was when I was working my corporate job. So like Tori said, invest in yourself, ladies. I know how the shiny bag looks so nice. And then, and you know, the nice booties for fall, stop for a minute to invest, stop investing in things and really look at your life and realize that you are worth the investment in yourself. Invest in yourself and think about the weight of what you're feeling right now for the next 20 to 30 years from now and what, the, what your life will then look like if you didn't go for something, if you didn't try. And that should be enough emotional leverage for you to make a fucking change, to do something, to seek someone, right? Instead of the woman that's make, that you're comparing yourself to on Instagram, go find me and Tori. Right, go find women that will inspire you, and you see what they're doing and how real that they're keeping in. They're going to give you permission to go out and make a change for yourself. But there's got to be enough emotional leverage or enough pain that you feel from your current situation, at least in my experience. Right, yeah. people that have been inspired by me, they don't really last that long because they're like, all right, this is hard. I haven't done the work yet. You know, it's like really wanting to make a change in your life. You got to be ready for it, and it's going to look ugly, and it's going to look messy, and we're going to fail, and we're going to look stupid. That's why I put my shuffle journey out there from day one. I had people laughing at me. I had my parent, my family making fun of me. I'm sure I have people talking about me, but you know what? When I have women who have never worked out a day in their life before or never committed to something like this, and I'm someone that is committed now through coaching, you know, on my health and fitness journey, I'm like, I got to put myself out there and show people that you're going to fucking suck. You're going to be a beginner. You're going to fail. You're going to have days where you don't want to do it. You're going to have days where you're feeling sore or you're tired or whatever, and you got to keep fucking going. That's what coaching will really teach you. But ultimately, like, having that enough emotional leverage and really understanding that you got to be a beginner and you're going to suck. Yeah. And failure is just a part of that process. So learning to dance with your fear instead of letting it just like take the wheel. I'm almost at the point now where like, I look for things that I'm really interested in that I can suck at again. Like, cause I love the feeling of growth. Like, like when I got into coaching, I got to the point where I was like pretty comfortable where I was as pretty confident in my abilities. And then I got to a point where I was like, I, I need something else that just like feels like a beginner. It feels new. It like reignites my passion. And a year and a half ago is when I started shuffling. And I, I got so excited about it because like, I just remember like loving the feeling of progress and loving the feeling Great. of growth, you know, crave it. And so now I'm like, what's the next thing that like, I'm going to be a beginner at, you know? And now I'm looking at like, okay, like I'm starting to take like hip hop classes and I'm like, I totally suck at this, but like, it's fun, you know? And I know, and I know that if I'm willing to be a beginner, willing 
willing to look stupid, willing to feel awkward and feel stupid and just go through that, that phase that like eventually you're going to get to the other side and you're going to be like, damn, like what else can I do? Like what other things can I acquire? What other skills can I develop? Like, and you start to love that process of being a beginner and growing, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I echo the same way. Obviously I have a ways to go on my shuffle, on my shuffle journey, but that's really what I, I got really comfortable with coaching. I'm like, all right, I need a little spark again. What can I try? Where can I put mm-hmm. myself out there? So I started shuffling. Then it got to the point where I was like, I can't believe I'm still allowing my limiting beliefs in this fucking podcast. Danielle, let's go. Let's do it, right? And it's, yeah. we literally, it's funny that we have so much fear, but we crave progress. We don't, it's not the after result. It's the moving forward direction. When you see how far you come, even a week from now, or a few days from now, or a few months from now, that's the shit that makes us feel so good because we can't believe we've gotten there to from where we started, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, we actually crave that. So I love that you're doing that. And also I love that you're finding like other ways of movement to channel mm-hmm. that because movement, oh my God, man, like movement, it's my medicine. It, it really, really is. truly is. It, it really, really is. Really and is. Tony Robbins talks a lot about that. Like just like the connection with your body a hundred percent. And one thing that he talked about that you you kind of mentioned that I was like, that's so true is like, using like inspiration. I, there's two really think there's two things that motivate us. It's either the fear of pain, like moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure. And the thing is that there's a lot of people that talk about motivation in the sense of moving towards pleasure. Like what's your dream life? What's the thing that you want to go towards? But the thing is, is like 99% of us are more motivated by moving away from pain. And, and that's just the truth. That's me hundred percent. Like as much as like, I think about my dream life and I'm like, oh, that's what I want to do. It motivates me more to think about like, if I don't change my life, what, what is it going to look like 20, 30 years from now? And how painful is that going to be? And I know when I went to UPW, Tony Robbins, he had us do that exercise of like imagining your life, not changing right now, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now and compounding that pain. Like maybe right now you're, you're kind of comfortable, but you know that if you stay in the exact same job, career, whatever, like house, your bank account looks the same, like everything looks the same. And you think about that five, 10 years from now, if it makes you feel like shit and it makes you feel sad and depressed and you're like, yeah, like that's not where I want to go, then you need to fucking change. And you need to think about and journal about the, what the pain that you're in right now, or the pain that you will be in. Because that to me, honestly, like when you're, I'm so motivated by the pain of staying the same and like my life not changing that that's what keeps me going. And that's what gets, and that's what pushes me. And so really figure out like majority of you, I'm I'm telling you are more motivated when you think about your life, staying the same and not changing five, 10 years from now, that's probably a lot more motivating than thinking about your dream house or like making seven figures a year. Like as much as like inspiring that is, sometimes it's hard for us to connect it or like to feel like, we're there or we can have it, you know? And so you need to start, just start somewhere, you know? That exercise with Tony Robbins was one of the most powerful things I'd ever done. I was screaming and crawling. I was hysterics, freaking the fuck out. And if there's a couple of tips for after that exercise that he had us do was when you have a limiting belief, uh, <laughs> sounds silly, but basically he said, stick your finger in the air, wind it up and ram it up your nose. So when I was thinking about my podcast, right? Or like, sometimes I think I'm not qualified enough. I'm not smart enough, right? Like, who's going to listen to me? I struggle with friends my entire life. Like, I don't have many friends. No one really cares about me. He's like, ram that fucking finger up your nose and be like, nobody cares about me. And then like, stamp, like have like a temper tantrum, like make your limiting beliefs be an annoyance, irritating to you. So when you hear them come up, being like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like you're annoying or you're being like a little temper tantrum two-year-old. I don't want to hear it right now. They're not going to go away. But if you can identify it with being this annoying, irritating thing that's just like in your ear, you can learn to silence that shit and then amp up the empowering ones. Like, of course you can. A fucking, of course you can do this. Of course you can do this. And he had us doing that over and over and over again. And that's really what propelled me to, to start this. It was just like, why am I waiting? What the fuck am I waiting for? Who cares? If it makes you feel good, do it. And similarly to you, like I now want to start hula hooping and rollerblading. I see all these women out there, things that I used to think were impossible. I'm just like, I want to try it. I'm going to fucking try it. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I want to leave you here with like, why not you? If we can do it, why can't you? I am not special. 
I did not go to an Ivy League school. The only magic pill I had was Adderall for a while. <laughs> no, that, that didn't go over. Yeah, well. nope. I, I had no passions, no desires. I put my heart and soul into everybody else besides myself. If I can do it, Tori can do it. So can you. So Tori, I like to leave my followers with, I mean, you just poured such incredible, such incredible information. But if you have like any top three takeaways to give to, to this audience on like going forward or fear or mindset work, what would you have us? Would you oh my have? gosh. So many things. I mean, the, the first thing, like the most ridiculous, I mean, cliche quote, but it's so true is like, feel the fear and do it anyways. The fear is going to be there. Just fucking do it. Just go for it. Like everything's going to be okay. You're not going to die, but you're going to become a better person on the other side. The second thing that I wanted to mention also is like the importance of your body and the connection to it. And if you feel those like limiting beliefs come in, like move your body, go for a run, lift some weights and just reiterate the shit that you want to feel like you are fucking awesome. I am fucking awesome. I am powerful. I am strong. I am smart. I am driven. Like literally beat that into yourself while you're moving because it then it sinks in and it becomes real and your body starts to just embody those things. What you put after I am is so important. So don't, don't limit yourself. Don't say I'm lazy. I'm not worthy. I, you know, put empowering words into who you are because I mean, that, that's ultimately who you become. I also just feel like before you go into step three, want to echo that I am statements are so powerful, but also when you're having those limiting beliefs, if you can change them from I am to, I feel, I feel lazy. I feel scared instead of I am, it will lessen the severity of that emotion. Cause that's all it is. It's an emotion. Okay. An emotion is like a wave. It comes in and comes in with the tide and it goes away. So if you can change the, I am scared or I am afraid to, I feel afraid. It will lessen the power that it has over you. So that would just to echo that, like the, I am statements are so fucking powerful. So make sure you choose your words wisely. And when you have something negative or you're feeling frustrated, or you're feeling agitated, you feel those things. They are temporary. They are not permanent things. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I would say is like, don't overcomplicate it. Like it starts with one simple change. If you were to ask me four years ago that me deciding to just quit Adderall was going to bring me on this really fucking awesome roller coaster ride to where I am today, I never would have believed it. And if I would have thought about, oh, I need to start my own business. I need to grow my social media. I need to do all of these things. Like I never would have started. Right. And a lot of times we overcomplicate. You just need to make a first step. You just need to make, do something, do one thing that's going to help you grow. That's going to help you change. And doing that, it's just going to compound and more doors, more opportunities and will open up for you. And the path will be laid down. You don't need to know all of the answers and know all of the things to take the first step. Just ask yourself, what's the first step? Like, what's the first thing that I can do right now? And it might be just getting into a fitness routine or getting healthier. Like it might just be something like that. And then that will start to open more doors. It might be, I need to go find a coach to help me from point A to point B, whatever it is. Like what's the one thing that you can do right now that's just gonna move you in the right direction. And I promise you, if you just start putting one foot in front of the other, more opportunities that never would have existed will start to open up and come in front of you. It's so true, you guys, it's so true. I promise you once you just take one step in front of the other and you try something you're gonna have so many new things coming your way that are like holy shit this is interesting to me oh my god i can't believe i did that oh my god this opportunity or i just connected to this person i'm telling you it is such a beautiful gift when you start to realize your self-worth and that you are worthy and deserving of like anything that you want and you start to go for it beautiful things happen Tori, I want to thank you so much. You're so incredible. You guys, you have to follow her. Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? Everything, all my social media is Tori Nishino, T-O-R-I-N as in Nancy, I-S-H-I-N-O, ToriNishino.com, Tori Nishino on Instagram, Tori Nishino on TikTok, literally everywhere I'm Tori Nishino. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I definitely want to have you, I think for another podcast, we got to talk about plant-based living. We got to talk about the environment. We got to talk about aliens. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely do it again. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that this was helpful. I know it was super helpful to me. It just honestly reiterated to me, like there are other women out there or men, if you're listening, that are just like you going through the same shit. And if we can do it, so can you. So Tori, thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Yeah.
Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.